2: Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach. Wherever you choose to consume our audio, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Also, you can help sponsor the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description. On
0: with the show. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money. Going to your local coffee shop, and by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar, you can use mump fruit. I'm a low carb person, I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly, and guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mump fruit, whatever, and folks. It tastes absolutely amazing. So, check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it, the future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observing have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, Check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four week emergency food kit, which will keep you well fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage. So it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today.
1: You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: All right, black and white sports fans. We're going to be talking about the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James, Carmelo, Anthony and ESPN's first take Stephen a Smith. Now we know that our Carmelo signed a one year contract with the Lakers. LeBron has engineered another quote unquote super team. I'm not exactly sure how all of these, uh, All these players are actually going to mix together. I don't like the addition of uh, a Russell Westbrook and Carmelo together with LeBron and AD. I do not like the chemistry of this. They have a lot of names on the team, but it doesn't seem like it mixes too well with me. They're they're the oldest team in the league, averaging almost 32 years of age. They have an old Carmelo Anthony, who's 37 years old. LeBron will be 37 later on this year in December. Russell Russell Westbrook, 32. The youngest player that is a star is Anthony Davis. He's 28, but he is unreliable as he is always injured. And I believe that uh, health is going to be a major factor with this team going forward into next season. So now that brings us to Stephen A. Smith. Now that the Lakers have Carmelo Anthony, Stephen A. Smith came out and slammed LeBron James because he felt that LeBron should have actually done this years ago when Carmelo Anthony was out of the league. Now, if you guys remember, he had signed with the Houston Rockets. He lasted all but 10 games, if I'm not mistaken. And then he was he was released and he was out of the league and nobody, nobody wanted Carmelo Anthony. Now, guys, I was never a Carmelo fan. Yes, he's talented. He can score. But throughout his career, he hasn't really won games. He hasn't won many playoff series whatsoever. He's not a guy that I believe can lead you to a championship. And when Carmelo signed with the Rockets, that's when I was still watching the NBA. I never believed that this will work. I never believed it will work. And I was right on the money. That was not a very good pickup by Daryl Morey, and I was proven, proven to be right because 10 games later, he was gone, and we did not see Carmelo Anthony for the rest of the season. But let's look at this, man. LeBron James did nothing when Carmelo was unemployed and nobody wanted him. Stephen A. Smith slammed LeBron James for abandoning Carmelo Anthony. Now, I will say this, guys. I don't believe it's the responsibility of LeBron James to get Carmelo Anthony a job. You see, this is the problem when you try to be buddy, buddy, banana boat with everybody in the league. People in the media are going to expect you to help out other players in the league to get jobs. When you say, hey, that's my best friend, want to team up. And we know that LeBron James, he engineers a lot of the moves on his teams. He did that. When he went to Miami, he did it. When he went back to Cleveland, he did it with the Lakers. LeBron James is the general manager of the Lakers. Rob Polinka is a figurehead. He's just going to do what LeBron James does. And LeBron James making these moves, I believe this is going to really bite the Lakers when it's all said and done. Because I just don't see them staying healthy. They're not going to have the lids. And they are old. They're old. But let's listen to this clip here. Of Stephen A. Smith coming down and laying a hammer on LeBron James for not picking up Carmelo Anthony earlier. So here we go.
3: And so now we fast forward to 2021-22 season. And what do we see now? We see a dude that's fresh off of shooting 40% from the field. A dude that averaged.
0: He's talking about Carmelo Anthony. 40% from the field is not good. Not good. I mean, he was okay with Portland, but Portland wasn't really going to go anywhere with him.
3: 13 a game last year after averaging 15 a game the year before All right, COVID and all of that other stuff that was going on uh, CJ McCollum being out all of these different things happen but in the end when you look at Carmelo Anthony he's a 6 foot 8 perimeter player you still look at him in that regard clearly you can look at him and say he's not what he used to be I'm not trying to act like that's not the case
0: he's not close to what he used to be I mean Carmelo was like a what 27, 28 point per game guy. I believe he actually led the league in scoring one year, if I'm not mistaken. Now he's a role player now.
3: But this precipitous drop off that everybody tried to put out there about him when he couldn't get a damn job in the league. And then he ultimately ended up being interviewed right here in this studio with me, you know, looking for a job. It was utterly ridiculous and insane that he was ever subjected to that. And what did LeBron James do at that particular moment in time? The answer would be nothing.
0: He put LeBron on blast right there. Said LeBron did nothing for his boy, Carmelo Anthony. And I said it, guys, it's not LeBron James responsibility to get Carmelo Anthony a job. It's Carmelo's responsibility. OK, Car- Carmelo is a grown man. He should have put himself out there. He was always more of a me guy than a team guy. I was never a fan of Carmelo Anthony.
3: LeBron James should have been had Carmelo Anthony as a teammate. I understand that Carmelo ultimately ended up going to Portland. I understand that LeBron James had to come in there and say, now's the time we got to get together on this. But easily the argument could be made. This is something LeBron James should have done years ago. LeBron James has had at least a couple of opportunities to have Carmelo Anthony as his teammate, at least a couple of years ago. I
0: believe that uh, probably LeBron even knows that, uh, I don't think we could have won with him back then, but now at this point, you know, LeBron is old, so he's just trying to stack the deck and get that fifth championship by any means necessary. And I think it's going to backfire, but a prime LeBron where Carmelo, when he already had two other all-stars, I believe that would have been a horrible mitt,
3: particularly and specifically when Carmelo Anthony was unemployed and nobody in the league wanted to touch him. And LeBron did not make that happen. Now that he's on the Lakers, Let me tell you this. With LeBron, with AD, with a guy like Russell Westbrook who's going to create open shots, don't sleep on Malik Monk. Don't sleep on Horton Tucker. Don't sleep on these brothers if you give them wide open shots because you've got to prioritize defending the uh, the big three. They can do some things for you. That makes them a championship contender and I'm happy that he's in Los Angeles and I think he makes them better, not worse.
0: Well, Stephen A doesn't Overall sound extremely confident about the Lakers, saying he he makes them better. Maybe the Lakers are going to be a bit better, but I still don't like the championship mitts on this team. I really don't. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Stephen A. Smith calling out LeBron James and slamming him for not getting Carmelo earlier and for abandoning him when Carmelo was released from the Rockets and no team wanted to touch him? He's blaming LeBron, the GM, for not getting Carmelo Anthony, I guess, then. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this, black and white sports fans? Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time.
1: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts
0: now. All right, Black and White Live fans, we're going to be talking about the NFL and the New Orleans Saints. The 2021 NFL season is fast approaching. The uh, first slate of uh, preseason games are going to be starting tonight even though we had the Hall of Fame game last week with the Cowboys. But the season is here. The NFL season is here. And if you are a New Orleans Saints fan and you want to go to a game, you better have your papers. You better have your vaccination papers or a negative COVID test. Either way, they're going to make it to where you're going to have to show your papers to function in society. I do not like this, guys. I absolutely hate this. But as you can see right here, New Orleans is expected to require vaccines or negative tests for restaurants and other indoor activities per report. That includes Caesars Superdome and Saints games. Now, the New Orleans Saints folks actually do not own the Superdome. They don't own it. And I guess the city they can do whatever they want to do, and they're run by uh, Latoya Tranquil. I believe that's the way you pronounce her uh, her name, Cantrell. That's the way you pronounce her name. She is a Democrat, and she is following right in the footsteps of Bill de Blasio in New York City with vaccine passports. I don't like this at all, guys. I really don't. But it even says here, breaking proof of a COVID vaccine or negative tests will be required to enter many New Orleans businesses, including bars, restaurants, and the Superdome. Sources say. Now, statewide already, Louisiana already has a mass mandate. They're run by socialists. The mayor of New Orleans is a socialist too. But you know what? These people voted for this. This is who these people voted for. But for you. Louisiana people and Saints fans that didn't vote for this. I feel sorry for you guys. I really do. This is overstepping their boundaries. The government is trying to control your lives. And I really do appreciate that. I actually live in Texas. This is not happening in Texas. It's not, at least not now, even though we're seeing in Texas, you know, school districts define find uh, a governor, um, Greg Abbott's uh, mandate that that there is no mandate, we're seeing it happen, but getting back to New Orleans, man, this is sad right here, this is sad that this is happening right now, and we know that this is actually going to affect the black community, most of all, because black people are the least likely to get the jab, so they're pretty much being cut off from Saints games. They're making it very difficult for people to attend a Saints game. I'm sorry, guys, but I don't want to have to show proof of anything to attend a game. I just don't believe in that. I believe in freedom. I believe you are free to do what you want to do. But it doesn't look like. A lot of people like freedom. And some people, you know, they vote for this. They want the government to control every aspect of their lives, folks. You know what that is? That's socialism. That's communism. And New Orleans, Louisiana. You know, I love Louisiana. I went to college there. And I actually went to the casinos in Lake Charles a few times over the past few months. But now I'm not going. I'm not going because of the mass mandates in place. I don't like it when government oversteps their boundaries and telling you that you need to cover your face. Now, there is NFL teams that are actually actually require masks. That's a bit different, but at least they're not asking you to show your papers. They are. Just like Bill de Blasio in New York City. But however, of course, we know that doesn't apply to the uh, the Jets or the uh, the Giants because they actually don't even play in the state of New York. They play across the river in New Jersey. So they're subjected to whatever they do in New Jersey. I don't know if they have any rules in place, vaccine passports, anything like that. But man, this is sad, man. This is sad. This is scary, to tell you the truth. This is scary that the government is allowed to have this much control over people's lives. So you can't can't attend a football game if you want to, unless... You show your papers. But we already know, guys, if you have the jab, you can still spread the virus. You can pass it to somebody else. That has um, that hasn't got the jab, and then that person can pass it to whoever the virus at this point doesn't care if you got the jab or not. I mean, that's just the facts of it, guys. But this is all about control. This is all it is, guys. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans, Saints fans, get your paperwork ready because you cannot attend a game. You can't go to a restaurant. Guys, this seems like Jim Crow on steroids right here to quote Joe Biden. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live and we'll catch you next time.
1: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts
2: now. I'm back. Road for Black and White Live. Well, it seems there's been a unofficial depth chart released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. In fact it's going to spark two videos and this one is about you guessed it Timothy Tebow Uh, the depth chart has come out for the tight ends and it seems as with this whole Tim Tebow situation Mike Florio is using it as a way to take a shot at Tim Tebow It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. But uh, nonetheless, he's doing it anyway. I am surprised by the fact that in this article, he does raise a point that nobody's talking about, but that's not the point. I mean, Tim Tebow was to cause all of this locker room drama. Does everybody remember that? Or what about the media circus that was going to come around because of Tim Tebow? Hmm, no locker room drama, no media circus. Just a dude trying to get back in football, trying to make a team. Well, let's get to the unofficial depth chart. Tim Tebow has a long way to go. Okay, Mike Florio. Mike Florio and Chris Sims are actively rooting against Tim Tebow. And let us not forget, Chris Sims said that Tim Tebow, even having been signed, was a sign of white privilege. Tim Tebow has a long way to go based on the Jaguars' unofficial depth chart. Add the Jaguars to the list of teams who have issued their officially unofficial depth chart via Cole Pepper. <laughs> Cole Pepper, if that is not a made-up news name, I don't know what it is. Via Cole Pepper of news 4 jackscom tight end Tim Tebow is currently buried on the depth chart, except he's not. The unofficial depth chart lists Chris Manhurts as the starter, followed by James Osonas number two, Luke Farrell as the third option, and Tebow is lumped in to a three person group, including Ben Ellison and Tyler Davis. I've never heard of any of these guys except for Luke Farrell, to be honest with you. And he was drafted at Ohio State. Tebow presumably needs to at least rise to a clear-cut number four to have any shot at making the 53-man roster. The more likely outcome would be placement on the practice squad. We have talked about that. With the opportunity to be called up for game days. We have talked about that. With the preseason starting on Saturday against the Browns, Tebow will get a chance to show what he can do against opponents. And if it ultimately doesn't work, Tebow would likely be given the chance to retire in lieu of being cut. Through two weeks of camp, Tebow still hasn't spoken to the media. To their credit, the Jags have done a great job of making what easily could have been a three-ring circus largely a non-issue. Well, you know, that's kind of the story, Florio. And a fact that you won't print a retraction because this was supposed to be a big fiasco, remember? Nothing. A big nothing burger. No controversy around Tim Tebow being on the Jags at all. Have you heard anything from his teammates speaking out? Remember the media outrage? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, I do believe that the practice squad situation is a true option because if you put him on there, you keep your fan base lathered up for the possibility that on game day, Tim Tebow will be called up out of the bullpen. And again, he doesn't have to make the team as a tight end. He can make the team as a offensive specialist, an H-back, a fullback, uh, a tight end that does multiple things. We know that he's been working on some special team stuff. And uh, look, being tied... Tied for fourth isn't bad when you're trying to make the fourth spot, okay? Otherwise, he could be be listed as fourth, fifth, and sixth, and it's not listed that way. And he could be sixth. It's not listed that way. Uh, In case you guys didn't see it, I released a video last night, and Tim Tebow has got the second most catches of any tight end on the Jags roster right now in training camp. And he's got some touchdowns, too. So, uh, there you have it. Tim Tebow is officially tied for fourth on the Jags depth chart. News at 11, folks. Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. Peace. I am out. Hit subscribe. Thanks for
1: watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. tuning into Black and White Sports
2: on YouTube.
1: The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
2: I'm back. Rodrants for Black and White Live. We're going to talk about an elitist media pundit by the name of Colin Cowherd. That's right, the Herd. I've got to admit, I'm guilty of having watched the Herd for years. Really, up until... Sometime last year, when he decided to make a blatant partisan uh, discussion when it came to politics on his show, and uh, he called out our president. Well, um, I was pretty much done with the herd at that point uh, because there was just no need. Regardless of any of Colin's political leanings, whatever, the one thing Colin Cowherd loves to do is he loves to latch on to a quarterback and believe that he has got the power to single-handedly ruin their NFL career. He did it with Tim Tebow. He did it with Johnny Manziel. Then he made the mistake of doing it with Baker Mayfield, and it's pretty much blown up in Colin Cowherd's face. And Baker Mayfield actually came on his show. Um, I'm not sure exactly what Collins' problem is when it comes to these quarterbacks, but he latches onto them and he decides to ride them into the ground. Well, this past weekend, Zach Wilson had his first what they call an organized game, all right? It was a practice game. A Jets internal practice game. And Zach Wilson wasn't great. He wasn't great. Now it should be Noted that Zach Wilson was late to sign his contract. Um, But I loved Zach Wilson coming out of the draft. I had him ranked as the number two quarterback coming out of the draft. So did Chris Sims. Uh, A lot of people, Daniel Jeremiah, really liked Zach Wilson. Guys that I, I have listened to for years. Guys that when it comes to quarterbacks coming out of the draft, I tend to lean on more than others. Now, I think Chris Sims is a lunatic when it comes to his regular quarterback ranking because he doesn't average in wins, which to me should be the first thing you should average in is clutchness and wins, playoff victories, Super Bowls, you know, Tom Brady. But when it comes to draft records and quarterbacks, Chris Sims is really good. He's arguably... If you go back and look at his, his last several years and where he has ranked quarterbacks, he's one of the best draft analysts in the game when it comes to drafting, uh, ranking draftable quarterbacks. He's just really good at it. Well, Colin Cowherd has decided that Zach Wilson is his next target, and now he has decided to somehow, some way, use mental gymnastics to link Zach Wilson to to the drunk known as Johnny Manziel. Now, I got to tell you, I got to be real honest with you. Manziel is from right here where I live, about 45 minutes away. A lot of people don't know this. Essentially, Johnny Manziel and Patrick Mahomes are from the same town, okay? Everybody knows who Manziel's daddy is around here, and that's just sort of part of it. And somehow, Cowherd brought wealth into the equation, when comparing when comparing Zach Wilson and Johnny Manziel. If you're a quarterback, and this is from OutKick, if you're a quarterback and Fox Sports Radio TV host, Colin Cowherd doesn't like you, well, you best get used to some relentless hot takes about how bad you are. That seems to be the case, even if you're pretty good. Just ask Cleveland Browns QB Baker Mayfield. Anyway, Cowherd's latest opinion came on the herd, and was centered on New York Jets rookie Zach Wilson. How low did Cowherd go? Pretty low, as he compared Wilson to former draft dud Johnny Manziel, also once of Brown's fame. Zach Wilson reminds me a little too much of Johnny Manziel. How did you make that conclusion? Is beyond me. Small, cocky, and comes from wealth. Well, now, they give you some stats on Wilson. I've got him listed at 6'3". Johnny was short. For the record, Wilson is 6'2", hardly towering for an NFL quarterback, but taller than Manziel, who's maybe six foot on a good day. He's maybe 5'11 and a half. Wilson was also the number two overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. After starring at BYU, he has yet to exhibit anywhere near the brassness of Manziel when Manziel came out of Texas A&M in 2014. Manziel dropped to number 22 overall in that year's draft. Basically, Wilson and Manziel have very little in common when it comes to the history of the game. Nor do NFL scouts suspect Wilson is similar to Manziel in ability. While Wilson does indeed come across as confident, he's hardly making, quote, money signs with his fingers. Yeah, we remember that with uh, Manziel. He also has never been accused of trash-talking defensive linemen, a la Manziel, so this is undoubtedly a reach by Cowherd. But when you talk for a living, you got to give some hot takes, even if they don't make sense. When it comes to senseless hot takes, Cowherd delivers. He certainly delivers recently now, doesn't he? Uh, I have no idea how Cowherd came up with this one. I really don't. I don't know what these two quarterbacks are to have in common. Manziel was a known off-the-charts partier. We've seen Zach Wilson with pictures of his one girlfriend. Okay? He comes from a good family. Zach Wilson comes from a good family. Is it a family that's got some money? Yeah. What's wrong with that? And what Calhurt is not mentioning here is many of the quarterbacks that have come out over the years that were good came from well-off families. Peyton and Eli Manning ring a bell to anybody. I mean, really, come on. How about Chris Sims coming out? Phil Sims was his daddy. All right. And he came out in NFL QB. I'm not sure many of these quarterbacks, and I could name a lot of them, most of them came from t- here in Texas. And yeah, their, their kids had money. Uh, their kids, they had money, and their kids, of course, were brought up pretty well off. All right? Some were. Some were. I have no idea what that has to do with Johnny Manziel and Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has none of the track record that Johnny Manziel has at all. Not only that, but he went to BYU, where you've got to have a pretty good head on your shoulders and have some uh, moral compass in order to even go there. I'm going to err on the side of so many people that like Zach Wilson. Look, Zach Wilson may end up being a bust. He might. But one practice one organized joint practice that was quote unquote like a pseudo game and he went eleven for twenty seven and only scored three points. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go nuts over that. And in case anybody's wondering, the Jets still don't have hardly any offensive weapons outside of Corey Davis who they just signed at wide receiver. Cal heard you've turned into a complete moron. A complete moron. You're a clown. I'll probably use a clown in the thumbnail. Peace. I'm out. Johnny Manziel, really? Till next time. Thanks for watching the show.
1: Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.
0: Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible and I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use mump fruit. I'm a low-carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto-friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, mump fruit, whatever. and folks. It tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today.
1: You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The
0: main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, I believe we have reached a point now when it comes to the NFL And vaccinated or unvaccinated players, we reached almost a breaking point at this point. The sports media has laid a line in the sand. You better get vaccinated or else. This is the way the sports media has handled this whole vaccination thing. Now, guys, we believe on this channel, me and Rose, that if you want to get the jab, that is up to you. Consult with your own medical professional and make the best possible choice for yourself. But guys, we have seen the sports media go out there and call pretty much call for the cancellation of any NFL player that does not want to get the jab. We've seen it in politics, too. It's kind of crazy. We talked about Stephen A. Smith basically saying that if players don't get the jab, that the NFL should kick them out the league. So people in the media, the sports media are calling for people's jobs if they don't get the jab. This is wildly dangerous, folks. This is supposed to be America. We're supposed to have freedoms, especially when it comes to any type of medical stuff. Okay, But now we're going to be talking about Doug Gottlieb from Fox Sports because he has come out and he has slammed Kirk Cousins and Lamar Jackson because they refused to get the jab. Now, in the case of uh, Lamar Jackson, he caught the virus twice, twice in the past year. He's young. He's in shape. And he fought it all pretty much with no complications whatsoever. But Doug Gottlieb feels like he needs to be a doctor in this situation until Lamar Jackson, you better get the jab. Now, we know where Kirk Cousins stands. He's never tested positive for the virus. He's never had the virus. He doesn't want to get vaccinated. And yet the media is still slamming him. So we're going to be diving into what Doug Gottlieb had to say. About Kirk Cousins and Lamar Jackson. Doug Gottlieb slams NFL stars Kirk Cousins and Lamar Jackson for refusing vaccine. You're embarrassing the entire profession. So he said that they are embarrassing the entire, I guess, NFL sports profession because they do not want to get the jab. I don't know who made Doug Gottlieb a doctor, but I digress. It says here with the NFL reporting nearly 90 percent of his players are vaccinated. Two prominent quarterbacks continue to make headlines for refusing the jab. Quote, you can't be a quarterback in the NFL unless you're highly intelligent. Smart people do stupid things. Close quote. Fox Sports Radio host Doug Gottlieb ranted against the NFL's unvats population. So he actually said, folks, you can't be a quarterback in the NFL unless you're highly intelligent. Now, guys, we've seen some pretty dumb quarterbacks. When it comes to getting a jab, I believe you can still be a quarterback, whether you're vaccinated or not. This is ridiculous for Doug Gottlieb to actually say this. Last week, Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins announced he would consider surrounding himself with plexiglass to avoid COVID, despite refusing the more effective protection offered by getting vaccinated. Later, Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson returned to training camp unvaccinated. After being sidelined by COVID twice in eight months. Now, I already talked about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is going to have antibodies. He caught the virus twice and he's still kicking strong. Little, no complications. I believe he had the quarantine for 10 days. I'm pretty sure he had no really bad complications. But this is what Doug Gottlieb said. He said, quote, fool me twice is on me. That's the Lamar Jackson thing and a Kirk Cousins thing. It's like, what are you actually doing? Godly Godly said there isn't any science, any data to back up your stance. Well, Doug Godly, you're wrong. Lamar Jackson, he actually has antibodies because he caught the virus. Kirk Cousins, he still has not caught the virus. Quote, I know all about Tuskegee. I know all about the lack of trust in the government. I get it. God continued. But when every scientist is telling you what to do, when college teams and pro teams are all getting vaccinated so they can so they could have a season. Why two franchise quarterbacks not doing the same? You're not just embarrassing yourself. You're kind of embarrassing the entire profession. Well, let me tell you this. Every scientist is not telling you to get the jab. Every doctor is not telling you to get the jab because there's some people that cannot get the jab, Doug Gottlieb. But he's not a medical professional. He's just going around, going along with the narrative that if you don't get the jab, you're some kind of a bad human being. You're not uh following the science. All this. He's a part of the media. He's not a medical expert, and nobody should be listening to Doug Gottlieb on this. He can give his opinion. I respect it. He could talk about that, but we should not be listening to Doug Gottlieb for medical advice. Gottlieb noted that he understands Jackson's hesitancy more than Cousins, considering the Ravens quarterback already overcame COVID twice unscathed. He added that both players could still do the, quote, unselfish thing and get vaccinated. If not for you, then someone else. Folks, if you're unvaccinated out there, Are you actually going to go and get vaccinated just because an NFL player got the jab? If you're doing that just because some NFL player got the jab, then you're a moron. You should be out there doing your own research and not listening to uh, athletes on this because everybody is different. And you shouldn't be listening to the sports media also as well. You should actually do your own research based on uh, science, your doctor, not an athlete saying, Go get the jab. Getting vaccinated also bodes well for NFL teams, with the league imposing stricter protocols to players who refuse the jab. Those rules include possible forfeited game chats and games if a team outbreak occurs among un- unvaccinated players. Now, what if an uh, outbreak occurs from a vaccinated player? Because we know even vaccinated people can spread the virus. We know that the NFL is not going to cancel games because there's a lot of money involved. It's not going to happen. It's just not. But he continues on here, quote, as much as I like to be a contrarian by nature, this is not one of those times. Kirk Cousins only telling half the truth is like a politician. The Fox Sports radio host said I can't explain the idiocy of athletes at times because I like to defend most athletes to tell you that the old days of the dumb jock are just that old days. But these guys aren't. Helping me out that much, close quote. I gotta say, man, Doug Gottlieb is a complete moron on this. A complete moron. He does not know the medical conditions of these two athletes. And this is still America. We should be making our own deci- decisions on this. We shouldn't be losing our job just because people refuse to jab. It shouldn't be happening like that. This is still America. We have our freedoms. You know, nobody's actually saying to go out there and get the flu shot every year. Nobody's pushing that. Nobody cares about that. And we know that the flu kills a lot of people each and every year. But nobody is in in an uproar about the deaths from the flu. Nobody is. Nobody in the sports media cares about that. I'm pretty sure nobody even knows how many people in the NFL or players in the NFL actually have gotten the flu every single year. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans, what do you guys think of, of uh, Doug Gottlieb of Fox Sports slamming Kirk Cousins and Lamar Jackson for refusing a jab? I mean, he just sound like an NPC right now because this is the talking point of the sports media. They're acting like they're some kind of medical experts when they're not. They don't know the medical history of any of these players. Do what's best for you. Check with your doctor and make the best possible decision for yourself.
1: The no holds barred truth on sports. The main
2: event starts now. I'm back, Rodrans, for a black and white sports. Well, it looks like I get to tear into this Jenny Taff, Skip Bayless, Mike McCarthy circle jerk that everybody had yesterday. As of course on undisputed yesterday. Look, I'm a big Skip Bayless fan. What what can I say? Uh, I mean, look. Doesn't mean I agree with all Skip's takes, but, you know, the one thing I have always said about Skip, much like Charles Barkley, is that Skip's going to tell you exactly what he thinks, and I respect that. I've got no issues with somebody coming out and saying exactly what he thinks. He said, look, my personal preference is that Mike McCarthy would get his ass in shape if he's going to be the head NFL ball coach of a football team. I just watched hard knocks last night. Uh, the only thing I will say, and look, I was a bodybuilder, I power lifted for years. God, I did the low carb thing for probably 12 freaking years. Literally. Oh God. Yeah. And eventually I'll do it again. I did it last year, dropped 25 pounds. Um, and I still work out, but I just don't do the diet thing like I used to. Well, I can kind of understand where Skip's coming from because when you're in that fitness mindset, yeah, you kind of look at people a little bit sideways if they're trying to tell you to do something if it looks like they won't get up off their ass and run a freaking lap. I mean, I can get that from Skip. Now, Jenny Taff, Look, she stepped in and she... she checked Skip, and that's great, and I've got no problems with her doing that, uh, at least giving her opinion, but again, Skip came right out and said, look, that's my own personal preference. It's his personal preference. Do I think it's pertinent for uh, a football coach to be Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. I mean, Bruce Arians, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick. All really good head coaches. All coaches that have recently won the Super Bowl. In Bill's case, he's won a hell of a lot of them. And none of them are exactly Sylvester Stallone in Rocky Four. Now, are they? Okay? So I get that. But here we go with the courageously brave and stunning I am women. hear me roar crew, including some of our favorites, like Carrie Champion. Oh, God. Jamel Hill, oh God. Katie Nolan, which I used to like and she's turned out to be a freaking nutcase. Oh, here we go. Jenny Taft is courageously brave and stunning for having checked mighty, mighty Skip Bayless. Stop it. And I, I'll point something out at the end of this. Because, I mean, it's obvious here. Sports World celebrates Jenny Taffs. Takedown of Skip Bayless. Jenny Taft's fan club is growing by the minute after she shut down Skip Bayless on Wednesday's episode of Undisputed. This is the New York Post. Current and former ESPN staffers, including Carrie Champion and Katie Nolan, took to social media to praise Taft for the retort she delivered Bayless on air after he criticized Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy's physical appearance while discussing HBO's Hard Knocks. The 33-year-old Taft stood her ground during the debate, reminding Bayless, I'm allowed to have an opinion. Champion, who previously hosted First Take alongside Bayless and Stephen A. Smith, tweeted, quote, I overstand. Champion left ESPN in early 2020 and has voiced her concerns about the network's culture since her departure. Really? They're all a bunch of woke assholes. But I know, from your little show, with Jamel Hill, they weren't woke enough for you. Jenny Taff, forever, honestly, Nolan tweeted Wednesday. The former Fox Sports host is an ESPN personality across multiple shows. Jamel Hill. Good God. A former ESPNer who got her ass run off because nobody wanted to watch Woke Center, whose rocky exit in 2018 opened the floodgates to drama inside the network, tweeted, quote, I ain't gonna say any names, but I have a friend used to go through this s every day. She's talking about Carrie Champion. Hill and Champion's close relationship is well-documented, and the two have a show. Carrie and Jamel won't stick to sports on the Vice channel. What network is that? Where is that located? <laughs> Champion responded to Hill's tweet with bulging eyes emoji. I bet they hate my ass. Good. ESPN broadcaster Holly Roll, I actually like Holly, to be honest with you, joined in on the conversation and, quote, Quoted Taft in a tweet, writing, "Quote: I am allowed to have my opinion." Jenny Graf's Taft, stand your ground. Why is she still allowed? Why is he still allowed on TV being mean? Oh, good God! Skip's just old school. That's all. Fans and former athletes also joined in. Former NFL receiver Chad Johnson reacted to the viral moment and praised Taft. Any tweet, now this is great TV, Jenny leaving Skip and shambles and speechless. Coming from a guy that couldn't learn the Patriots playbook. Super Bowl champion and retired safety Will Blackman took to Twitter to add, this is big news because knowing at Jenny Taft, she never, ever, ever, ever gets upset at anything or anyone. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you. Uh, the times that I've seen Jenny Taft, I like her a lot, actually, on that show. Now, this is where i got to point out the brutally honest. Jenny Taff, as good as you are on that show, Joy Taylor, as good as you are on The Herd or whatever, and uh, whoever hosts First Take now, I don't even know because I don't watch it because of Max Kellerman. Let me point out the obvious to all three of y'all. C3PO could step in and do your job, and nobody would miss a beat. Let's be real. Okay, C-3PO could step in and do your job just as well. And look, it's got nothing to do with you being a woman. It's just nobody cares about you guys. Sorry, you're not moving the ratings. It is undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry. You are allowed to have an opinion, but I'm not walking across the street to see you either. Okay, I'm just not. Um, it's ridiculous. Come on. I, I admire the fact that you stood up to Skip, and I've got no issues with that. I don't. But here we go with the, we got to, we got to praise, and we've got to coddle, and we've got to hold up on a pedestal the brave and important women who showed off her nuts. Let's be real. Okay? Good God. So, I mean... Look, anytime you're getting praise from Carrie Champion and Jamel Hill, you automatically lose me, okay? Uh, You automatically lose me because, if anything, that hurts your case. It does. I mean, they're the two biggest losers ever. I used to really like Carrie Champion until she decided to hook up with Jamel Hill and become a woke lunatic along with everybody else. That's a damn shame. I was a huge Carrie Champion fan. So, anyway. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Look, i seen Matrix ratioed where y'all gave him some thumbs down because I guess some people got their little feelings hurt. You know, I've got no issues with Skip having his preference on what he wants his coach to look like. That doesn't mean that that's the way it needs to be. Okay, like I said a minute ago, we got three examples of coaches that are great head coaches that aren't, they're not landing on muscle and muscle and fitness, okay? So, no, I don't think that's got a lot to do with it. I think with Mike McCarthy, it's some other issues after watching Hard Knocks. And I actually agreed with the hire, but ooh, it don't look so good between him and Dak, and I'm probably going to make a video on that.